Lazing on a Sunday. Lazing on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I'm actually still getting ready to do this deep dive. And hello, welcome. This is Charlie Tate coming at you from the Southwest. I just went for a run tonight and it's been almost a week. How does time go this fast, you guys? How does that happen? But today I am back to talk a little bit of Queen with you. I don't think this is going to be a very long dive, actually. I think this will be a little bit more of a shallow dive. And every time I say that, I feel bad because it implies that I'm saying this is shallow and without substance. And that is entirely untrue. This is another Freddie Mercury composition today. This is dive number 36. Can you believe it? 36. Track number two on Queen's marvelous album, A Night at the Opera. This is all vaudeville and cabaret genius. One of the few in that style that Freddie would compose over the course of several years. This is Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. Yep. Another one of those I cannot say without singing because this is happy. Happy, happy, happy. And it's kind of funny because the first song on the album, Death on Two Legs, is not happy. <laughs> it's, it's vicious and mean and really aggressive and assertive and all of those things. This is nothing like that. And it's super fascinating because this is still Freddy. Death on Two Legs was, of course, Freddy's as well. So to get this kind of versatility from him and from the rest of the guys is really impressive. We're at 100 and... I cannot talk. I'm so sorry. Clearly, I'm still recovering from that little run. 132 beats per minute. It's a little fast ditty, and it feels like it too. This has a wonderful energy about it. 4-4 four, four time signature and a shuffle beat, except for the slow down kind of bridge section. Feels a little bit more improvised, a little bit more on the fly. Very cool. E flat, major, G minor, and A major. So it's interesting. This song... It's like a minute long, <laughs> but we have a few different keys here, which makes for a very fun little listen. All this song is about is a guy who greatly enjoys Sundays, particularly the afternoons. <laughs> it's exactly what it says it is. And essentially, Freddie, as the narrator, sings his way through the week, working, just an ordinary guy, but guess what? He goes painting in the Louvre on Fridays. So this is <laughs> so much fun. I love this number, but it's not all about just having fun. So we'll get into that a little bit more here. And yes, one of several vaudeville-styled songs Freddie would create. This packs a very playful punch in its brevity at just over a minute long and the seemingly casual delivery. The sudden and surprising shifts in the key result in over 19 different chords used in total. That doesn't include the inversions or sevens either. So yes, just over a minute and we've got 19 total chords. That's a lot. This creates more drama and that theatrical fun that is unpredictable, but still entirely catchy. 
This is in my head a lot. I think about this song quite often. Freddie's propensity for the flair, the camp, the fun are on full display, and he sounds right at home. And his piano playing is impressively delightful, especially the intro, and every vocal line is delivered in perfect harmony, all entirely from Freddie on the album. This is glorious with this magnificent guitar solo outro, a bicycle bell, cowbell, and bouncy rhythms all around. This is one of Queen's numbers that, according to at least one listener I read this comment, this, quote, totally slaps, unquote, and does circles in your head long after it's done. It's hummable, whistle-worthy, and a lovely little number performed 55 times live entirely in 1976. And Roger would open it usually with the tricky little percussive snaps. Freddie would joyfully announce the number and encourage the audience to clap along. And the guys would proceed to have a blast, but not always in perfect form. Freddie would sometimes struggle with the piano intro, especially if this number kicked off a little bit fast, which was the norm in concert. Between the adrenaline, the excitement, the guys would often be often running notably faster than on the album versions of their songs. And oddly enough, Brian's guitar outro wasn't always in tune. And I wonder if this is likely due to that key change, that big jump in key change we have at the end. But regardless, the guys would usually nail the slower section of the vocal harmonies, Freddie and Roger and Brian. And Freddie would indulge in a long pause with a playful giggle sometimes at the audience at the conclusion of that little harmony section. This went over particularly well in Japan with the ladies screaming amazingly loud, Freddie's name, etc., just absolutely loving the vibe of this song. But the one who always seems to keep a consistent performance live, John. <laughs> always John. Precise, bouncy, melodic, perfectly on it. So this wasn't always just about fun, though. Yes, this is a happy song. Very, very happy and fun. But Freddie explained the song in an interview to Record Mirror in 76. This is what he said, quote, that's the way the mood takes me. You know, that's just one aspect of me and I can really change. I love doing the vaudeville side of things. It's quite a sort of test. I love writing things like that and I'm sure I'm going to do more than that. It's quite a challenge. So I think even though this is something that just feels like the guys were having a good time, there was a lot of intention here. There was a lot of experimentation here. Freddie probably wondering just how far he could push the piano playing, etc. So I think this was actually an exercise in skill for Freddie especially. And to capture the character of a song like this so effortlessly, it just, it comes out of nowhere after the aggression of Death on Two Legs. And it strikes you as this bright, cheery, sunshiny little number it's really impressive in that respect. Some little facts about this song that are quite fun. John rings the bicycle bell. That's very fun. He's actually credited with ringing the bicycle bell. I love it. Now, Freddie's vocals on this song have a particularly strong throwback to the vaudeville style, which was the sort of megaphone effect. 
I have no idea if that worked. We'll find out if putting my hand up to my mouth actually did something for you guys to hear it there. But in order to create the megaphone, hollow sound on the lead vocal. Freddie sang his vocals and then they played the recording through the monitor on the headphones into a tin bucket in which another microphone picked up the sound coming out of the bucket. Which is so cool because it it creates that ambience of being a little bit far away, a little bit more removed, etc. What a genius way to accomplish that. I wonder if this was something they just decided to try and it worked or if they knew, hey, we're going to do this and it's going to be awesome. And apparently the guitar solo that marvelously closes the song was recorded on the lead vocal track because there were no more tracks to use to record that particular line of instrument on. Now, if you're not familiar with the way it works in a recording studio, especially in the old days when you did not have an unlimited number of tracks you could use on a digital track. In the studio, you had, you know, 16 track, 24 track, etc., that you could work with to record various instruments and sounds on. So you had only so many tracks available to record. And a lot of times with things like Bohemian Rhapsody, and we're going to talk about that later, you had to overdub over and over and over. And essentially, you would lose some of the initial takes because you're overdubbing so much. So I just find it funny that they're like, oh my gosh, we got to put the guitar somewhere. It's going to go on the lead vocal track. (laughs) But that is what you do when you have to innovate and improvise and just do things on the fly. If you're a good audio engineer, good sound engineer, producer, you know what you're doing, you can pull that kind of stuff off. And it's actually kind of fun to limit yourself with tracks nowadays. I did that specifically on my last album, actually. I limited myself to a very small number of tracks, which I thought would help with the mixing and mastering process. And it did. took a lot of weight off. But anyway, back to the boys. There are some comments from people that I was actually a little bit offended by. (laughs) Some people call this filler. They criticize it as nothing more than pure cabaret without a hint of rock as if this was done as some sort of a joke. But I think Freddie's comments about challenging himself with this number prove that he and the guys were just as serious about this as any other hard rock number. And hey, you have that wonderful guitar from Brian. That is pure rock and roll right there. I'm sorry, but it is. Bottom line, and this is the sentiment pretty much across the board from almost everyone else who's heard this, this is happy capitalized, happy, underlined, all that. The overwhelming sentiment among most listeners is that this is just a joyous little number. In fact, I read this great comment from a fan and I loved it. A quote, short, cheerful, and absurd little song, unquote. (laughs) It perfectly captures what I feel about it, which is it's perfectly brief and clever and memorable. This is all Freddie, glorious, playful, and camp Freddie. The attitude and sheer enthusiasm in Freddie's lead vocals, which is evident even through the megaphone effect, is fantastic. And Roger once again proves just how versatile he is. Absolutely can play any kind of song out there. Amazing. John's bass is perfectly timed, executed against Freddie's effervescent piano performance so well you barely notice it except for the occasional moments of pitch bend added for a bit of character and expression. And this is exactly how it should be. 
The bicycle bell is such a nice touch, as is the blink and you'll miss it cowbell, but it's Brian's soaring singable guitar outro that seals the deal. With Freddie's layered harmonies and surprising use of instruments and textures, this fizzy, bouncy number is memorable and catchy and lovely. A great contrast against that opening aggression in Death on Two Legs and also amazingly still Freddie's composition. I love this song. I love it. It comes back into my brain all the time. And I think you guys will love it too. You definitely need to check out the live recordings from 76. I'll probably link to one or two of them because they, they're everywhere from all over the place and the guys are kind of messing up and having a good time anyway to pretty dialed in. So I'll definitely link to those. But go check out Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. And I'll be back next time with probably a longer dive. I think that one will be a little bit more interesting too because it's a longer song. It's a very well-known song. But until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. You know the sign-off. Keep yourselves alive.